Greetings and welcome to episode 279 of the Words About Games podcast, a weekly video game news and culture discussion podcast for Words About Games. I'm your host, Amy K. Alexander, joined this week by the three-star champ, Daffa Mooney. Thought you could wear a different, different t-shirt and I wouldn't notice, but I noticed. I noticed. I'm wearing a different t-shirt? Well, because yeah, I wrote Hot Tuna in the thing. Oh, did you? But I was like, it's not a tune. Oh, you did. You did. Three star Cool. I got a new phone call. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. No, we haven't even not. gone out. We're not supposed to be going out for a week. <laughs> <laughs> There's a thing called Amazon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, hold your horses. I'm just around the corner. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, hello, everybody. It's Monday. You know what that means, even though it is Sunday and it's Halloween. Happy Halloween to all of you. It's the gaming time, Amy. It's time to get into this. So we've both agreed a 10-minute episode so we can get back to supporting our friends over on their Twitch channels. And, and well, yeah. you're going back to drool on somebody, but we'll get over that. Look, okay. <laughs> Just be cooler than me. <laughs> <laughs> be cooler than you you're drooling all over someone I'm you drooling. are I'm, that's i'm already cooler it's already i'm not drooling <laughs> all, right. all right and smashy doesn't need to know that okay? <laughs> really like his holly quinn cosplay shout out to that's smashy. all shout out to smashy. shout out twitch.tv slash elf daughter who's as we record this doing a dnd campaign one shot that we were going to be in but we couldn't because we had to do this instead. Yeah, they refused to change the date. <laughs> it's almost like oh, a Halloween. Oh, we refused <laughs> to change the date. <laughs> I think yeah, that was both, right? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. yeah, but in a nice way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely in a nice way. Definitely. And and shout out to twitch.tv slash Luna Mothwings. He's doing an amazing cosplay tonight. And shout out to Jed Medfoss, who's doing, also doing an amazing cosplay, who, who should be on next week's episode. Anyway. We you know what? Fuck it. it. Shout out to twitch.tv slash tiny shark players because she's cool and she's my friend. <laughs> Why not? Let's just do it. You got any more? Let's keep going. Let's keep it going. Twitch.tv slash Mr. Badbit, or is that Trophy Room? Ah, uh, no. No, it's Mr. Badbit because yeah, he comes into the stream sometimes and chats. Yeah, yeah. So. He's cool. Anyone? He was on the podcast with uh, with Twitter.com's Mr. K-Step uh, yes. a few weeks ago to talk about PlayStation stuff, and it was awesome. It was one of our best yeah. episodes. You should check that out. Yeah. I've got no more. I've probably got loads more, and people are going to be like, why didn't you say me? And I'm gonna be like, because I'm... That was very spur of the moment, and I don't. I'm, and I'm very terrible at remembering. I'm things. so bad at remembering things. <laughs> <laughs> I remember to dress up today. Yeah. <laughs> this is the first time I've ever to. worn suspenders. <laughs> suspenders are cool. Suspenders are cool. Johnny Wager's doctor is cool. Apparently, the latest up, the latest the thing that dropped today is apparently good. And I, I don't doubt it. I like. I like. I, I liked some of. Joy Wakers Doctor Who series. The thing is, right? And I know this because I rewatched it all, as you might remember, <laughs> recently. Yes. Is that like a lot of Doctor Who, Christopher Eccleston, <laughs> all the way through to Jodie Whittaker is just not very good. <laughs> like, it's not just like one Doctor. It's like a lot of it's not great, but some of it's fantastic. <laughs> and once you come to terms with that, 
you'll have a much better time watching Doctor Who. Yeah. So I won't lie. I was just, I, I wasn't criticizing. <laughs> no, I know, but I've been holding that in because like people have been I've been wearing this all day, Moody, and people have been telling me how much what they think, and I'm just like, I don't care. <laughs> Why would you think I care? I'm wearing the costume. I obviously like it. And I, yeah. I feel like I was holding on to that. <laughs> you were holding in the grudge go. to let out unleash all of your power. Yeah. It's like, why would you come up to me and say like I don't know. This isn't true because I really like Castlevania, but Luna is currently streaming dressed as Lenore from Castlevania. And like, I'm not going to go up to her and go, yeah, Castlevania. Nah, I didn't like it. <laughs> Castlevania sucks. Castlevania sucks. Like, why would I say that? So why are you dressed like that? Because it sucks. Sucks. So why are you dressing like that? Yeah, so why are you dressing like that? You should dress as something, you should dress as something that's awesome. Like dress- me. I'm dressing as myself. Because I'm awesome. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Right? She's dressed like a better vampire, like like Spike from Buffy the Vampire. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what's the point? You know, just like Spike was an awesome. Spike vampire. was a cool vampire, but 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 what's the point in that discourse? And besides, Lenore's, I like Lenore and I like Castlevania. So, so none of that was true. I'm just I'm using it to illustrate a point. Moody is awesome. I don't know. I lost the point. <laughs> this is the part of the show notes because I said I'd write a new intro. This is the part of the show notes where it just says banter. <laughs> banter. <laughs> Moody's laughing because it's true. <laughs> Let's banter. This is banter. banter. That's the best word I can use Bant- to describe man. it before we do the, the 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 whole thing that I've I've written. So that's our episode. Ten minutes in, ladies and gentlemen. And everyone, I hope you've had a great time. Let's get back to our Twitch channels. Bye. That's good. Yeah, I'm going to go and spend some money on some bits. Excuse me. <laughs> Just some bits, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, then, because if I, if, I, if I do bits, my messages get read out on the stream. That thing I said, I said... When I was doing my 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 uh, subscription redo thing, that was that was that was literally robot voice read that out on stream. I told you I went in there with no chill whatsoever. <laughs> you have a chill? No, I've never I've never met I mean, chill Amy. No, I don't. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Remember the Nelly's butt incident? <laughs> I was there. <laughs> so yes, I forget I most remember. things, Amy, but I'll always remember that. <laughs> By taking a picture of Nelly's butt, and yeah, that was <laughs> that was the one and only thing I did. Yep, 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 yep. So I don't know. Like the only thing I haven't figured out with this you enter is how to segue from whatever the fuck we're talking about. In this case. Nelly's bot to the actual serious stuff that I've written. We talked about this, this, and this, and at Nelly's butt. I'm not not gonna do that. I was like, should I make a timestamp? No, I'm not gonna make a timestamp. You can only imagine it. I might I might ask her to just watch the first eight minutes minutes of the of the podcast. (laughs) <laughs> just let me know what she thinks <laughs> what's wrong with Let's me practice. what is wrong with me <laughs> I don't know every Monday don't know. at 8pm we sit down and talk about what's going on 
around the games industry. We review some games. We tell you all about what's coming out this week. And we try to get some review scores in Open Critic Head to Head. You can get the video podcast at youtube.com slash wordsaboutgamesuk or the audio version on a variety of platforms, including Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. There's timestamps in the description wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to hang out while we play games, yeah, that's what it says, head over to twitch.tv slash wordsaboutgames where this week we're streaming, I'm streaming, Tonight, Monday, not Sunday, Monday, tonight, 9.30pm, I'm playing Inscription. I accidentally beat the card game part on off stream because I was like, I need to practice and like learn the card game because I was stuck on it. <laughs> and I instantly <clears throat> got a cheese combo and I got through the whole thing and I beat it and I can't go back and... There was some stuff, and now I've got to. I, I'm gonna have to do like some sort of dramatic reenactment. <laughs> like, no, you should have just recorded it. <laughs> I I was even, I was just do. I was just practicing. I was like, I need to get better at the card games so I can get through it. And I got through it. <laughs> you got too better. You got too good. I didn't. I just got really stupidly overpowered cards and melted the last boss. But you'll find out how. Tonight at 9.30pm when I do a dramatic reenactment. Don't miss it. I've been thinking of it all week. On Wednesday at 12pm, I'm starting Lost Judgment, and I'm continuing that. On Thursday at 12pm, with the same game, Lost Judgment. And then on Saturday at 8.30pm, we're going to be playing Among Us and probably some other multiplayer shenanigans. Yes. There are no long nighttime streams this week because I have friends and I'm doing things with them. <laughs> yes, you are. Uh, I didn't delete the old... Should I just keep going? Because I didn't delete the old one from the bottom. There's timestamps in the description. <laughs> Go for it. Get the, get the podcast on Anchor and Spotify. Wait, did you do this part already, Amy? Yes, I did. <laughs> oh, during the 10 minutes we've been talking to, my lights went out. Oh, damn. <laughs> I need new batteries. <laughs> oh, damn. USB, oh, USB. Are we going to talk about the fact that I've got perfect balance now? You have perfect balance. No, well, you don't. You know you're missing a Nintendo one. Uh, but we always say Nintendo are off doing their own thing, right? And you need one for a PC. That I'm not and doing a PC one. one. I hate PC. PC sucks. You need one I for VR. PC. Why would I have PC? You know how much I dislike PC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're streaming. Yeah, you stream off a PC. Oh, my God. Shut up, man. That's like, ooh, but yet you live in a society. <laughs> Come on, man. Wait, we live in a society? We live in a society. What the fuck? Look, right, I'm getting... Look, right, see, you can't really see it because I haven't got all, all lights in all boxes yet, but there's you an intent... like mine, just ones that I are don't want batteries. your lights. The other ones with batteries that are running out. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm good. I'll use the USB ones. <laughs> Stop playing with your lights like the nipples. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a classic uh, words about games podcast. No, there's a there's a shape, there's a hole in the in the Nintendo or a gap in the Nintendo shelf. Suspiciously, because they already know what kind of light I'm getting. I'm getting a Nintendo light. Yay! And a PC light. No. <laughs> and a VR light. Why would what? No, I don't know. I'm just I'm just spewing crap now. <laughs> what would a v- VR light? No, no this intro. Yeah, one of those Pac-Man things, giant Pac-Man light. It's awesome. 
I mean, when he said Jack, no, they said Rose Garland too long. We're doing the news. <laughs> we have to talk about this idiot. We have to talk about all these idiots because that's what that's we do. True. I literally just read a whole thing where I said this that's is what true. we do. <laughs> that's true because we, unlike everyone else in the podcasting news and industry, quarter quarter, still talk about the crap that's happening in there because we hold people accountable. Hit it, Amy. Bobby Kotick asks for minimum salary as Activision addresses toxic culture. This is from Danielle Part. It's over at gamesindustry.biz. He writes, Activision CEO Bobby Kotick has asked the company's board of directors to reduce his salary and compensation to the lowest possible amount under California law until substantial changes are made to improve the firm's workplace culture. In a letter... <coughs> Excuse me. In a letter... It's almost like I was choking on something there. <laughs> In a letter shared on Activision's investor relations page, Kotick said he had asked for a pay cut down to $62,500. He also said that he won't be awarded any compensation or bonuses on top of his basic salary, quote, until the board has determined that we have achieved the transformational gender-related goals and other commitments, end quote. My mind goes to a different place when I see the words transformational and gender in the same sentence. Koyak shared five new changes that the company is set to make to improve the company's workplace culture following the result of an investigation led by the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. This includes the launch of a new company-wide zero-tolerance harassment policy with, quote, tougher rules and consistent monitoring, end quote. Any employee found who have retaliated against anyone for making a complaint will be immediately terminated. Quote, the EEOC's review was a catalyst to sharpen Activision's focus on the ways it can become a company others emulate as a model for workplace excellence and one with an unwavering commitment to its values, end quote. Kayak said. It also committed to increasing the percentage of women and non-binary people working at the company by 50%, as well as investing $250 million into accelerating opportunities for diverse talent over the next five years. Over the next 10 years, Kotick said the company will invest an additional $250 million into, quote, initiatives that foster expanded opportunities in gaming and technology for underrepresented communities. End quote. <clears throat> Additionally, the company is waiving... Are required arbitration of sexual harassment and discrimination claims, as well as continuing to increase visibility on pay equity. Uh, in April this year, Kotick voluntarily took a 50% pay cut, reducing his basic salary to $875,000. Kotick's pay has been the subject of scrutiny for a while. The Strategic Organization, Organizing Center has been contesting executive pay in recent years, and even called for Activision to cancel exec bonuses until changes are made. Excuse me a second. Speaking of gamesindustry.biz, SOC Research Director Rich Clayton said, quote, there has, to be some, there has to be some kind of accountability for the highest level executives, either in terms of their own failure to respond to reports of allegations or in terms of the reporting structure, so that somehow they were not aware of these allegations, despite them being apparently rampant, end quote. Codic's April pay cut preceded news of the lawsuit filed against Activision Blizzard by the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing for harassment and discrimination against women. Since the lawsuit, 20 employees have exited the company and a further 20 have faced disciplinary action in efforts to improve the company culture. The ABK Workers Alliance, a group set up by employees across Activision Blizzard, uh, Activision Blizzard and King to push for change, has responded to Kotick's letter calling his statement and the pledges within it, quote, a huge win, end quote. <clears throat> I've got something caught at the back of my throat. I don't know what's going on here. Quote, 
While today was a huge win for us, we remain vigilant and continue to push for other industry practices that need a change. We still stand firm by our demand that the investigation must be done by an unbiased third party, of which Wilton Hale is not one. We continue to push for light to be shed on other industry practices, <clears throat> like crunch, which can be especially harmful to the health of game devs and especially the health of disabled and chronically ill game devs, end quote. Take it on. I hope you aren't catching the cold what I have, because mine, I have a bad throat all the time. But um, I have to do this just because it's you, Bobby Cobbett. For all your listeners, you did a slow cop. Slow cop. Um, I don't give a flying hoot that Bobby Cobbett took a pay cut. It's lit. It is a... It is literally the worst. It, it's just a crap gesture from a person who literally took two over $150 million last year no, while right. also firing hundreds of staff at the beginning of the year. Either way. I will take my cap off a, a little bit to that they are actually looking like they are trying to do stuff. But at the same time, I will also state what I said last time of that you can't, for me, you can't trust the people who were in charge of all the crap to fix the crap yeah. that happened. Yeah, They are doing something that is fair. It's better than another company that we're going to talk about shortly. But at the same time, um, it is, it is, okay, yes, they are doing something. I am happy for that. And even like the, 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 um, the better Activision Twitter even says themselves, they are happy with what's happening and everything like that. Um, they want more still to happen, which I do as well. I'm sure Amy does as well. Things should still need to change and everything, but this is what at least they are doing something. Is it a small gesture? It's not even a small gesture. It is a pinch of salt gesture of what Bobby Cocker is doing with his wage and everything like that. But, uh, can't deny it they are doing something and at least that's what we said just do something you you've got them we said last week you've got the effing money to do this you have we know they do that's the thing about it to, tr to try and do something should they be putting more money into trying to raise diversity up even faster than 50 percent uh and inclusion and everything like that yes they probably should there's no doubt about it but they have to take you have to you still have to take a win when we can and i think this is a win but it's like a small win still um for not first off you it sounded like you said bobby cockett at one point in the laugh did i it sounded like it probably you probably didn't i just, <laughs> just thought it was i might have i might <sighs> have i mispronounce his name all the time bobby cockhead <laughs> um <laughs> Like, okay, Bobby Cotter's going to take a pay cut to 62, whatever. Like, he's got enough money. He could he could take no money. He could earn $0 for the rest of time. <laughs> like, not even the rest of his life. Yeah. For the rest yeah. of time. Until yeah. the universe collapses in on itself. And he'll still have money and be rich. Like, sorry, that's yeah. how money works. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. especially when, when you're a millionaire in capitalism. So, like, whatever. Don't care. Like it all sounds really nice like yeah 
That's like, the thing about it's good, it. isn't it? It's like you read it out and you go, oh, that sounds really good. That's why like, I still say it. it sounds like it is a win, but it's a very small win because it just sounds all of these great things. But are they actually going to do these things? Because for all we know, in the next year or two, we'll hear Activision actually did fudge all and we all now hate them again. We have to get onto them again. And we'll still be the only ones who bloody talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean again? Like, we'll just be sitting here like... What do you mean again? <laughs> <laughs> we haven't shut up about it for three years, you idiots. <laughs> Where were you two years ago? <laughs> like, yeah, it's like it all sounds really nice, but like, I've, I mean, like, yeah, yeah. I don't have the benefit of the doubt left to give to a company yeah. like Activision Blizzard yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> in terms of like what they're going to do. Kotick still works there. Fran, that, as Fran Townsend, the Torture Apologist. She still lady. works there. Um, like they still will be hell is still involved like yeah i don't trust them yeah that's that's why i said that's why i said it's like a pinch of salt of a win um because like they've still got wilhelm but still involved to try and sort try and unit stop this and everything but when the staff have come out and says that oh this is a this is a win it's a small win basically but it's still a win i think it is um, i think and this isn't aimed at you. I think what sometimes happens in general when something like this happens, right? It's like, okay, so Activision Blizzard getting sued multiple times. It's hilarious. Um, and then they've come out and they've said said this stuff. Because I think this is kind of what happened last year as well with Ubisoft. So they've come out and they said, we're going to do these things. And everyone went, cool, that must mean you're cool. And then they just left it. And now, as we've learned over the course of the last couple of months, Ubisoft didn't do any of the things that they said they were going to do. Yeah. Um. So, like, it's not a definitive full stop. I think um, is yeah. the is the is where I'm sort of driving towards. And I know you know that because we talk yeah. about this all the time. Um. And but like, I feel like that's what's going to happen next. Is everyone's going to go? Well, not everybody. That's a, that's obviously a misnomer. I think a large portion of people who are still to, a portion of people who are still talking about this will just go, "Cool, Activision Blizzard, look, they're doing things again. I can play card again. I can I can do this. I can I can let them off the hook for it." And that's no, we no, that's how they get away with it. Not how. He's done this at the perfect time, though. He's done this at the perfect time. Oh yeah, because card's coming out. Week. Yeah, releases <laughs> this week. So like, oops. You know, like you've just given everyone free reign to to let them off the hook, and that's not how we fix things. That's how they get away with it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and 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 people go, "Amy, you're so cynical." It's like, literally, we did this dance a year ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not me being cynical. It's me going, "Here's past data to prove what I'm saying is could potentially probably happen." Even ABK, yeah. a better ABK says they're going to remain vigilant. Like it is a win, and I agree, it is a win. Yeah. I don't want to put yeah, a yeah. put a damper on that, but it's not like definitive victory. It's not victory. It's just a win, right? It isn't like boom, we have won. We have beaten capitalism and Activision all at once. Yeah. Yay to us, type it's, of thing. It's not that type of win. I'm yeah, no, it's like it's not like if your your favorite football team beats you know your most hated football team in a football match, then that's great. But if they lose all the other football matches in the season, that's bad. <laughs> like we've won, they've won a battle, but the war is still going on. That's basically what it is. Oh, don't mean don't mention war in the same sentence as Activision plays right now. After that, yeah, fucking I think email. Yeah. Oh, I didn't put that in. 
<laughs> ah, the intimacy, of, the intimate epicness of World War II. Oh, God. Anyway, SRC Investment Group says Bobby Kotick pay cut fails, falls short of lasting changes. This is from James Bachelor over at GamesIndustry.biz. <clears throat> he writes. News that Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick is reducing his salary and compensation has been praised by some, but still faces criticism from the from the SRC Investment Group. The organization, which has been spearheading a campaign against oversized executive pay companies such as Activision Blizzard and EA, excuse me, told GamesIndustry.biz <clears throat> that it was pleased to see Kotick's voluntary pay cut, but is concerned by the lack of a defined period for which it will last. The group's executive director, Dieter Weisenegger, told us in a statement SLC would prefer to see this reduction formalized in Kotick's employment contract, quote, with a length of at least five years, the same as his prior 2016 employment agreement. We read the announcement by Activision Blizzard with mixed feelings and many questions. <clears throat> While Activision is taking steps to forward to addressing shareholder and other stakeholders' concerns about exorbitant pay, wage inequality, diversity, and harassment, these steps fall short of lasting changes that will set the company on the right track for long-term success, end quote. While Weisenegger says it's important to hear about such changes from Kotick, he adds that, quote, the continued silence from the company's board of directors is troubling. If the current board does not recognize that it is responsible for overseeing human capital management, then shareholders need a refreshed board that better understands the importance of this aspect of their role in protecting long-term value. <clears throat> We are also disappointed by the board's silence on an independent investigation of human capital management oversight failures, which were revealed by Activision's sexual harassment crisis. As shareholders, we called on the board of directors to step forward and take accountability. While the company has announced several worthwhile changes, including an initiative to diversify the workforce and explicit zero-tolerance policy for harassment and retaliation, these measures don't go far enough to address the widespread problems caused by Activision's... I'm not saying it again. The bottom line is that Activision needs to clarify its commitments and broaden their scope. The company announced that it will no longer require employees to arbitrate claims of harassment or discrimination, but it has not freed current or past employees from any non-disclosure agreement that may be keeping them from sharing their experience with investigators or other workers, as alleged in the California FEHD's amended complaint. Additionally, the new diversity target does not address the lack of diversity on the board of directors or among senior management. End quote. End story. Which Human capital yeah. oversight, like you know, as a people, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, it's not about like uh, this is like like I said on the last story, like it probably probably taking a pay cut, but it's nothing, and it's, it really is nothing, and it does fall short by a by a country mile. Like I said, like you can't trust the people who oversaw the terribleness that has happened at Activision Blizzard to be still in charge and everything. And that even goes to the board of directors as well. The board of directors have oversaw have. Have uh, been the giving Bobby of hundreds of, of millions of dollars yeah. while all of this has been going on. <laughs> yeah, and you can't trust them to be able to pull this out and everything, even though they did. Like when this all didn't they? If I remember rightly, they, they like that was. I think there was like got one guy on the board of directors who kind of went rogue. I think I remember yeah. reading a story about like one guy on the on the board of directors who was just like, "What fuck's going on, man? What the fuck is this shit?" But like that was it. That was the only time. thing we ever heard from them. Yeah, and we haven't heard anything ever <laughs> since then either. So they obviously went, "Dude, dude, we're gonna make my millions. So shut up, don't worry." About Cards it. coming out. Shut up, man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You'll get your ten percent shortly. Um, but yeah, it's um, 
yeah, it falls short, there's no doubt about this, and you can't trust the people who are still in charge there to be able to do this. Like I said on the last thing, like, uh, uh, the Twitter, uh, it, I bet you, uh, I bet Activision said, we'll, this is a win, but we are still going to stay vigilant, and that's the same as what I'm going to do, and I'm sure you're going to do it, and we're going to stay vigilant. And whenever this shit drops again, which it will soon, <coughs> probably next week. Probably next week. We'll again. Um, can't we'll be shape them. Again. Yeah, we really can't right now. The Ubisoft one, when that dropped last year, it was like kept going for like, what, six weeks, think, and then it just yeah, fell off. It was like four or so weeks, and then it kind of just dropped off. And then I think yeah. I got I got mad at the, at the Ubisoft Direct that happened um, yeah, well, i think everyone did because they just ignored it didn't they well you see everyone most people didn't most people were like "Ooh, check out hyperscape you remember hyperscape moody that battle royale from ubisoft that was going to change the world that everybody's now forgotten about because it was well, a bit shit ubisoft forget about it <laughs> clearly <laughs> but yeah no i thought this was an important story to follow up on because it touches on some stuff that the original sorry didn't from a from a different perspective as much as like i vomit in my mind in my mind every time i read things like human capital management like it, it it brings up some interesting points that like even i hadn't considered until i read the until i read it because obviously i'm i write i read a lot of news stories like way more than I bring to the podcast, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, like it, like yeah. There's there's a there's a there's a problem at the top of most companies in the fucking world when it comes to diversity. In terms yeah. of like, like you don't think to like if you if you're like you're the top of your company or like you're designing a product or you're designing a game or you're doing this or you're doing that, and it's like. If if everybody involved in that is the same, then you're not going to account for all of these other things, and diversity at every level is what we should really be aiming for. Because it's all well and good. Sorry, let me try that again. It's all well and good wanting to to like bring in fifty percent more women and non-binary people, but those women and non-binary people are going to come in at the bottom of the company. And I'm gonna be be able to really do that much, so like they're just gonna. And if Activision Blizzard doesn't change, all we're doing is feeding fifty percent more women and non-binary people into the meat grinder, <laughs> metaphorically. I hope. Um, so it's so it's like, like that's not gonna help really change all that much. What we yeah, need is we need we need diversity, and it goes beyond women and non-binary people. It goes to to people of color. It goes to people of all different walks of life, and that needs to be at every level, not just at the bottom level. I agree. That's what I did with this podcast. Started out with three straight white cis dudes, and now it's a hundred percent queer. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> But we're still white. <laughs> I can't help that. <laughs> no, it's true, like it's true, like. I mean, I, I mean, I say actually, I say that dismissively. I, I could, <laughs> like, I could go out and find somebody to be on the podcast who isn't white, um, for more than like one episode. So, like, I apologize for saying that dismissively. I can't help the fact that we're white. <laughs> Is what I meant by that. Um, but while all of this happens and. Activision Blizzard is at worst making a performance of change and at, at best actually trying to enact change. 
I've put a little break in between the Activision Blizzard stories to talk about another company. Because <laughs> I feel like there's a contrast to be had. Ubisoft workers demand what? swift... Uh... What? 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 Wait, what? Wait, what? Wait, what? Wait, what? You could do it Wait. after I finish reading Wait. the thing. No! You just totally messed up my amazing I... segue. It's too late now. You might as well do it. <laughs> it's been over 80 days, Amy, since Ubisoft... Since Ubisoft... Uh... I've fucked up. Go on, continue. That was why you messed me up. <laughs> I messed us both up. <laughs> You're the guy in the meme on the bike with the stick. I'm <laughs> the guy with the meme. And you the know bike the one who like he's a, and he puts the stick through his own, his own wheel and then he falls off. It's a meme. Oh, God. Honestly. It's a very popular meme, like that a lot of people know, and share and do. I don't know. I bet you do. I'll bet you if I showed you, you go, "Oh yeah, that I've seen that before." Probably. Yeah. If I haven't seen it if I, until until I see it, I can't tell you that. So. Oh, okay. You want me? To, you want me to stop this entire podcast? <laughs> Show no. you a meme? Because <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> you ruined my segue. All right, just cut out, cut this out, and just segue. No, I'm right not there. doing that. <laughs> I don't edit this podcast. Ubisoft workers demand swifter action from leadership after Activision concedes to employee demands. This is from Andy Chalk over at PC Gamer. Here writes Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick. Well, we just talked about all of this. Uh, quote today was a huge win for abk workers alliance the workers group tweeted forced arbitration has been removed for cases that deal with sexual harassment and discrimination and the company announced they will raise the number of women and non-binary people it employs by 50 percent end quote that win for the workers was also noticed by a better ubisoft a similar workers collective working for real and permanent change at ubisoft which has been dealing with its own sexual misconduct scandal since the mid-2020 since May 2020. The Ubisoft employees said they were, quote, celebrating some great progress made by a better ABK and said they would continue to stand together as we work to hashtag end abusing gaming, end quote. They also used Activision's promise of action to draw attention to Ubisoft's failure to address its own issues meaningfully, despite having had much longer to do so. Quote, 16 months since since Ubisoft was forced to take limited action following public posts on Twitter, you talk about a strategic roadmap of change for HR that you are getting ready to start rolling out, giving no timeline for delivery or any hint of what those changes will be. Only yesterday, Activision Blizzard committed to increase the number of women and non-binary workers by 50% within five years. They've promised to invest $250 million to accelerate opportunities for diverse talent and to release annual salary transparency reports, meeting some of the ABK Workers Alliance demands. In just three months, it seems that they have listened to the concerns of employees and acted on them. While our demands are not identical, many overlap and could be addressed through similar actions just as swiftly. End quote. Ubisoft give such, key, give such weak responses to their key demands. It's really, really crazy to think I that. All right. Um, but are we surprised? Nope, not at all. Because this is Ubisoft. Same thing as Activision. You cannot trust the people who are in charge. You need to get rid of them. You need to leave or be sacked or sell your company. I don't really go flying who anymore. Um, 
to get any real response here. They do not care at all, Ubisoft. They really don't. They've thrown out, like, what, two games now, and, like, Death One's, like, talking about them, and that's all they care about. They're not getting talked about in the way that they should be getting talked about. And it really, 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 really sucks that we can kind of, quote-unquote, say... Well done, Activision. A little bit. Oh, a little bit. Into the thing where you're saying, "Well, we can like, well, Ubisoft, well done." Ubisoft, like you've literally, you already are. They've literally shown you how you can meet some of your workers' demands. Yeah, Activision Blizzard have literally done better than you. I'm going to read that back again. Activision Blizzard, Ubisoft. Activision have literally done better than you. Gotta sting a bit, doesn't it, Ubisoft? That's gotta sting, yeah, bit. right? Like, if you give a shit it's about your bit. reputation or image at all, that's gotta sting a little bit. But they Especially don't, so. as their game, which drops next week, will probably, even if it drops with bad reviews and gets buggy and it's a buggy mess, we'll still outsell both of your games that you've dropped this week. <laughs> we'll, this year. we'll outsell all of the games you're gonna sell over the next, like, three years combined. Yeah, so seriously, Ubisoft, get your shit together, man. Come on, it ain't hard. You have the money to do this. You have the money, and it's very easy to do it. Like, it, okay, it's not. Sorry, let me rephrase that. It's relatively easy to do this. Like, it's not rocket science. Your employees have given you a list of things to do. Do those things. <laughs> yeah, I will just restate what I said last week. Activism Blizzard staff, you can see they're doing something. Yes, it's a small thing, but they are doing something. Ubisoft staff, yours, they are not doing anything. Maybe it's time to rethink another strike on the way. And hurt them where it means, where the only way it's going to hurt them. Because you have more, I'll say this again, you have more power than them. They need you just as much as you need them. They arguably need you more. Mm. They can't become millionaires without them. <laughs> or continue to be millionaires without continue. them. I was going to say, become. Yeah. Come on, really. But yeah, no, for me, if I was anyone at Ubisoft right now, I'd be literally thinking, yeah, maybe we need to strike again. We'll see what happens. Because this is the only way yeah. they're going to listen. It's the only way they're going to listen if you hurt them in the wallet. <laughs> Well, uh, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, see what happens. All right. At least he finally responded to them, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Took him six, Ooh, we're going to make a roadmap. To... Ubisoft, I've played some of your games. Your roadmaps are dog shit. <laughs> yeah. In fact, most, yeah. most video game roadmaps turn out a bit dog shit. Cyberpunk's just got delayed on next-gen consoles until 2022. Most roadmaps in the video game industry are meaningless. Why did you think you could just... you co- Video game industry, you can't solve everything with a roadmap. <laughs> Not everything can be solved with a roadmap. Stop it. Stop. Stop, Stop. with the roadmaps. Stop. Like, Stop it. That's like me saying to you, Moody, like, you know, when I gave you this plan for, like, what I was going to do, streaming on Twitch, podcasts, changes to how we do reviews and stuff like that, like, if I had just said vaguely to you, oh, I'm going to make some changes, what are they going to be? Uh, don't worry, I've got a roadmap. <laughs> I need to see the roadmap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I came to you with, here's all the thing, here's all the information. Like, what? why can't they just say what they're going to do? Even Activision, even, and I'll read this back again, even Activision Blizzard 
said what they were going to do. <laughs> Whether they do it or I, not is, 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 is another thing, but they said it. I, do you think it's a competition between them both? And they then Ubisoft are thinking, we have time before we start talking because Activision aren't going to start talking yet. It's Activision. And then, and then Activision did something like, wait, what do you mean they've done something? Me and Bobby Cobb, we had lunch this morning and he said he wasn't doing anything. We had lunch on a yacht. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> now, what do you mean? Jeeves, fetch me the newspapers. <laughs> God damn it, I hate them so much. <sighs> Activision Blizzard's attempt to halt lawsuit rejected. This is from Molly Taylor over at PC Gamer, who writes the headline, and then writes, the developer and publisher tried to put the suit on hold following an ongoing battle between the Department for Employment and Housing, the State Department currently suing Activision Blizzard for discrimination and sexual harassment, and the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. The EEOC had also brought a lawsuit against Activision Blizzard, which was settled on the same day it went public for $18 million. The DFEH opposed the settlement, saying that it would cause irreparable harm to its own lawsuit. The EOC then hit back, revealing that two of the lawyers heading up the DFEH case had formerly worked with the EEOC on its own investigation into Activision Blizzard, the same investigation that led to the settlement. That's a pretty big ethics violation and a conflict of interest, something which Activision Blizzard could use to get the case thrown out entirely. It's tried to use this hiccup to its advantage, arguing that it needs time to investigate the EEOC's act accusations but it seems that the la county judge timothy patrick dillon is having none of it rejecting their request to stay the suit no reason was given for the denial the rejection won't likely deter activision blizzard from using the whole mess in its defense while it hasn't been able to buy itself any respite the debacle can still be used against the dfeh as a way to cripple its suit it's been a long and arduous few months since the suit was filed and an outcome seems unlikely anytime soon though lawyers have offered up their opinion on in our timeline of the lawsuit, which I guess I didn't copy paste here. Probably because I, I feel like if you've been watching this podcast, you know the timeline of the lawsuit. We even stopped talking about it. <laughs> That's true. Um, <clears throat> well done, but Well, we're back to talking shit about them. They only gave us 10 minutes to get that sorted. So well done, Activision Blizzard. That might be a record for you. But no, um, it's good the lawyer, the, the judge stopped it. Stop them reject getting it rejected and everything like that. So keep on trucking, lawyers. Get the get the get, I'll just say this, get the bastards. Get the I bastards. I mean I hope so. It. it seems like the lawyers yeah. are fighting each other and they should be fighting Activision Blizzard. Yeah. Like that's true. one side's like, Oh, we're gonna sue you because of all this bad stuff, and then another one comes along and goes, well, We're gonna sue you too. And and we're gonna get fuck all money out of you because we got eighteen million dollars <laughs> and you made like th- four billion last year. <laughs> Um, but we're going to sell for 18 million and while we're at it we're going to take a fucking shotgun and we're going to blast a hole in this other lawsuit case and then the other lawsuit case is like yo what are you doing with that shotgun guy like why can't we work together like and then the first person with the shotgun was like yeah and here's uh, here's some ethics violations that'll help Activision it almost feels like the EEOC just went out of their way to just save Activision Blizzard now that I've said now that I've used that metaphor that really bad improv metaphor to really work out what's happening. I feel like the EEOC might have just been like, yeah, we should probably try and save these guys a, a lot of hassle. Um, because this ethics violation, it, it, PC Gamer, Molly Taylor, 
uh, he wrote the story is right. This is, this is an ethics violation. It's quite a big conflict of interest, and it could sink the entire lawsuit. Maybe not now, because the judge has decided to hear the case, but Activision Blizzard can still use this in 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 court to defend itself. Yep. Um, and this could just fuck the whole thing. So, yeah, great job, lawyers. Keith used to say when we were on this podcast, we used to talk about stuff like this. The only the only people who who get who benefit when companies start suing each other are the lawyers. And I feel like he's right. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. said that at the time. It's not like some revelation, but it's just like, what's the fucking point in any of this? Like, active visibilities can get away with everything we heard about in July. It's been three months. Good God. No wonder I'm so tired all the time. Um, yeah, everything that we heard about when the DFEH filed the lawsuit and everything that came out since. And Activision Blizzard is probably just going to get away with an $80 million fine and a pledge to do better. Yeah. And they're saving, they're saving so much money. Like, they're not giving... Bobby Kai got $150 million last year. They're not giving him $150 million this year. <laughs> That's a net profit right there. <laughs> company just made a fucking hundred plus million dollars yep and you're telling me like oh maybe i'm i'm getting wound up you are because it's bullshit man uh, like yes. oh i hate this society so much like if, <laughs> if you do bad things there should be consequences and yeah you know if you're rich enough there's never any consequences because fucking this fucking whole fucking world just wants to destroy itself apparently yep exactly uh it's crap like i say um there's not much more i can say i mean i think you said it all <laughs> did i i don't even know what i said <laughs> in honor of keith allegedly allegedly did i say anything <laughs> like <you> just... <laughs> <laughs> no we didn't have to say it just because we said his name oh okay like, sorry it's like when we invoke Keith we have to like yeah if we invoke his we have, name, to, we we have, have to, to say allegedly we have to invoke his catchphrase yeah allegedly <laughs> oh god uh, next year's BlizzCon line on pot I hate that the name BlizzCon line like uh, it's not clever Next year's BlizzCon line on pauses Activision Blizzard looks to reimagine an event. This is from Matt Wales over at Eurogamer. He writes, Blizzard, which remains embroiled in a messy legal battle. You already know all this. BlizzCon line, which debuted this February, is a digital-only replacement for Blizzard's annual BlizzCon live event in response to the coronavirus pandemic, was due to return early in 2022 after the company opted to cancel BlizzCon for a second year running back in May. Now, however, Blizzard has announced it's made the tough decision to, quote, take a step back and pause on planning next year's BlizzCon line at this time, end quote. The company explained in a statement, quote, we feel the energy it would take to put on a show like this is best directed towards supporting our teams and progressing development of our games and experiences because all our staff are leaving. That part wasn't the quote. That part was being, quote, additionally, we would also like to take the time to reimagine what a BlizzCon event of the future could look like. The first BlizzCon was held 16 years ago, and so much has changed in the time since. Whatever the event looks like in the future, we need to ensure it feels as safe, welcoming, and inclusive as possible. End quote. After, the, after, after we got exposed for the place for it being a completely misogynistic hellhole. I'm sure the story goes into that, but I feel like I just wanted to interject that quote we're committed to continual communication with our players and we see blizzcon playing a big role in that going forward we're excited about what we'll do with the event when we revisit it in the future end quote 
Blizzard may not have direct. Ah, here it is. Blizzard may not have directly referenced the ongoing sexual harassment lawsuit. Something else. It's tried to pause. <laughs> Albeit unsuccessfully, you wrote this. Matt Wales. Well played, Matt Wales. Well played. Uh, but its shadow hovers over today's announcement, both in its reference to, quote, supporting its teams, end quote, and in its stated goal of ensuring any future BlizzCon, quote, feels as safe, welcoming, and inclusive as possible, end quote. BlizzCon has, of course, been the focus of numerous disturbing allegations found in the state of California's lawsuit, including reports surrounding an event hotel suite used by former World of Warcraft senior director Alex Afrasebi and other Blizzard employees, nicknamed the Cosby Suite. BlizzCon's culture also came under renewed public scrutiny recently, when a video from 2010 resurfaced showing senior staff, including now-departed Blizzard president Jay Allen Brack, openly mocking and dismissing a female fan during a World of Warcraft panel. I am a bit salty and, and said some of my own stuff in there. I don't care about BlizzCon. I'm not surprised they are pausing it. Uh to uh, to reimagine it in some sort of way and everything like that i feel for the for the fans because i know the fans like um oh yeah and everything like we have a mutual but... friend who who used to work at blizzard um and they loved but like it was one of their things where they desperately always wanted to go to blizzcon yeah and, and to be fair like haven't seen it and like if you're that passionate about in this case a company's games like yeah. it makes sense that that's like your uh, mecca, right? That's where you want to go. That's like where you need to be, and it looks cool. And it looked cool. I mean, admittedly, we now know it wasn't cool, um, for a lot of people. But it looks really nice, um, and I'm sure there are plenty of people who went who didn't have terrible experiences with any of the stuff that we just talked about, um. I mean, I didn't bring this up because I was like, ooh, they've paused BlizzCon line. Um, but more just the the second half of the story, where it's just like, hey, remember all this? <laughs> remember this? Remember context? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is. Um, it's, uh, like, I feel for the fans, but, like, it. I'll also say this. I think it's it's a good thing they are pausing it. Um, they needed to at the end of the day. They couldn't. They went. They like. They went it after the debacle that happened with uh, Blitzchung. Oh my god, that feels like a lifetime ago. Yes, Blitzchung. Yeah, but like I said, they 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 took their heels in and did a Blitzcon. And, and everything. There was a protest. And they, and, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, and there was a protest and everything, and like oh. and you had all this. The, the the stupid idiot who came on who's now no longer there after all these aggregations uh, all the crap J- that you mean jail and brack you mean- yeah <laughs> that was the guy who apologized for yeah. the, for the blitzing incident yeah yeah and everything like that and um they should have probably paused it then just to say we can't we got it like we're gonna get heat like here so just just t- take the hit re- reimburse everyone and just take the hit well, that's what we know they were never going to do that. But either way, yeah. And now, obviously, they couldn't do one because of the pandemic last year, and they're not doing it again this year, uh, which is a good thing. Like I said, you're taking a hit right now, Activision Blizzard. You're taking one hell of a hit. And mostly, and it's no doubtly, like we've already said and stated, it is deserved you're taking this hit. So it's best to take a step back and re reevaluate certain things when it comes to your 
cons or whatever you want to do. So, yeah, it's a good thing they're doing it for me, personally. I agree. Um, like, when I, when that video surfaced of the, the, the... Was it the World of Warcraft panel? Yeah. That was just like... And that and that's it's thick. That's it's part thick. of one of the things we've been talking about, where it's just like this is like I didn't like the term frat house culture, like when the news story started breaking, because obviously because it almost let it like it's 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 almost a term of endearment, you know? It's almost like a term that lets them off the hook a little bit. Oh, it's just a frat yeah. house. It's like boys will be boys, right? I don't like that term either. Um, but that's, a term that's still been that's been said for years. It's yeah. been said for decades. It's just it's just in, it's just a way to excuse shitty behavior in people, and I don't like it. Like yeah. it's the same with frat house culture. But boys will be boys. Boys will be no, boys. You, you just punch her in the fucking face. What are you talking about? You know what I mean? That kind of thing. Like, yeah. Um, but there is an endemic culture problem at Blizzard, which we've seen through. The stories that we've heard and the things that we've seen, like the video from that con, because if they're if if those people on that stage were comfortable saying that saying that at a panel that was being recorded in front of people, that's what they were comfortable saying in public. What goes on in private at the offices, and you and I have heard stories both in the media and and privately. <laughs> to answer that question and the answer is not great to put it mildly um horrifying traumatizing things happen behind closed doors at activation blizzard um and part of that is is or was i suppose because there hasn't been one for a while centered around blizzcon so i think it's good that they're pausing it to reevaluate what blizzcon is going to be in the future Please don't call it BlizzCon Line. I hate that name so much. I agree. Um, Mooney. I want you to take the lead on this because it's just a headline. There's no story. And it's we're just going to talk about Halo Infinite. I want you to take the lead on it. As the number one Halo fan on this podcast, you must be because you're buying the special edition Xbox Series X console. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> no, actually what I want is... So, so there was a Halo Infinite campaign... Uh, video trailer that went up it was like last week it was as we were recording the podcast um or just before it i think and we decided to hold off on it because i hadn't watched it um and because i was streaming i think that afternoon and i want you to take the lead on it because everybody knows what i'm gonna say because i I love halo but you have an interesting history with halo where you didn't really play most of them until last year so I want to know what you think, and I think that's a better discussion, <laughs> or a more interesting discussion for people. <laughs> Taking the year off, there's no doubt about it, has helped. Definitely. there's no doubt about that. I'll take my cap off to them. Like we, like just like, like we've said this multiple times, but Jesus, how bad was the state of this game at the, last year? And they were going, they were holding firm to putting it out last like year. Like they put out the video, they were like, "It's definitely coming out this year." And we were like, "Are you sure?" Yeah. <laughs> um, Craig the visually, brute. <laughs> yeah, it looks visually stunning, and it looks like. <clears throat> <sighs> 
they've truly they've gone back to what worked and that was like, like what they like the like we've reported on the beginning of the year the halo guys who made the first three halos have come back and you can see it in this trailer but on top of that they've also added things to this game that makes me go i don't want that and that's all that's the i'm just gonna say it that's the far cry crap the open world that's the open the the Ubisoft crap that of the doing the unlock uh, doing the faction little areas, the little town parts and everything like that. And I'm just like, no, I don't want that. Just give me a stupid linear story. Just give me that. Just give no, me Halo Four again. <laughs> yes. And oh, Amy, it's visually stunning, and I'm going to play this game. But my God, this trailer made me go. If you, if you got an Xbox Series X Master Chief Special Edition and didn't at least play Halo Infinite, I would ste- I would come to your house in the night and steal that console. <laughs> I'd be like, you don't deserve, and it would just a little post-it note you'd find in the morning that just says you didn't deserve me. <laughs> I'd be like. I think it, I think my best fuck just walked off. <laughs> Xbox just left. It just ran away from home. Um, yeah. So if like, that, yeah. Go on. Go on, no, no, I mean to like to back you up a bit here because like played all Halos, loved all the Halos, and like I'm gonna be fine, right? This game has multiplayer, and like Halo multiplayer is something I'm always there for, so I'm gonna be fine either way. Um, I was fine when Halo Five came out, and the single player campaign was bad. I. I'm done pussyfooting around. It was bad. There were three good levels. Those were the Master Chief levels. I don't know why all these other levels were in the game. They were bad. It made the game bad. Also, why do I have to read novels to fucking understand the story? Come on, 343. What the hell? Anyway. <laughs> as far as the campaign goes, you're right. I think the story looks cool from what we've seen. The snippets and tra- since since the, the big reveal trailer last June? Yeah. Time is meaningless in a pandemic. But then it's like, it's got all this open world stuff and like the stuff you just pointed out. And I'm like, oh no, I don't want that. I don't want that in my Halo game. But yeah, I played like two open world games in this entire year. <laughs> I did that on purpose. <laughs> I don't I want don't them. I've played any. I don't think I've played any. I don't want, want open world. And I definitely don't want it in Halo. Like and maybe I'm wrong, and maybe it'll be really cool, and maybe I'll maybe it'll be like a Spider-Man situation, right? Where it's like it's so much fun to play. I just I use the open world as an excuse to keep playing it, but it it doesn't seem like that's gonna be the case. Um, nope, nope, nope. So while there are things I look at at the trailer and go, "Yeah, you're right," this looks like gameplay-wise they're bringing it back to its roots, which is great. Because Halo got a bit lost in the weeds when it tried to sort of be COD and be Battlefield and be other popular first-person shooters and still try to be Halo. Well, I feel like it's trying to be Doom now. I mean, they did just buy Bethesda, so... <laughs> it comes across very Doomish to me. Um, Master Chief's always... He's always had that... I mean, it's not as self-aware, tongue-in-cheek as Doom, but Master Chief has always been an overpowered protagonist... In the same way that, like, the Doom guy is. Yeah. Like, right from the very first game. Like, the the, the, the enemies that spoke English in Halo 1, would, like, the grunts would, like, call you a demon, right? Um, 
But yeah, it's just... I don't know. I don't know. I think the story could be right, and I think the campaign could be great, but I just... What's wrong with linear games? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing's wrong with linear games. Right? Well, my, my favorite game of this year is a linear game. It has story elements that you have to choose, but overall, it's you're going in one direction still. Yeah, it's... um, Like, I watched it, and then, like... Like it have like and I saw I was so happy when I saw the discourse online because everyone was like yes 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 and I was just like well at least they're happy that's all that matters and like yeah, for me happy. this was never going to be for me at the end of the day like I have a very mixed opinion on Halo in general like personally I did not like the first three that we played I only started enjoying it until we played Halo Four because it actually had a good story that's how crazy it was for me I was thinking Halo Four whoa it has a freaking story Amy what's going on here. And everything, and then obviously we skip. Wait, there five. are themes and stakes. What's going yeah. on? I mean, I mean, there were stakes yeah. in the first three, but the stakes were so like hilariously all It yeah, was like yeah. the whole universe is going to be destroyed. All right, cool. Like, <laughs> I can't <laughs> grapple with that. Like, there's yeah. where's the human element in Halo Four? Had a human element, yeah. Yeah, oh, it had a serious human element. You actually felt the connection between Chief and Katana. Well, that's why I've been excited for the story of Halo, because Halo 5 was, like, I know you didn't play it, so you have no point of comparison, but Halo 5 was such a misstep in the same way that Halo 2 was, because it decided to focus on a completely different character for no no seemingly good reason, where there was a good story waiting to be told right there, because you played, like, three levels, I think it was, in Halo 5 with Master Chief and his buddies, who, again, you need to read a book to figure out where they came from, but okay, whatever. Um, and, and that, like, if that had been the story and you could have had the other characters, Nathan Fillion's character, like all the characters in that other story were pretty cool, but the way the story was told was, was not great. It's like the Matrix Reloaded. It's a cool film with cool stuff in it, but the way the story is told isn't great. (laughs) Not the story itself, just the way it's put together. And that was Halo 5's problem. And... So, like, all of this stuff about going back to its roots for, like, Halo Infinite, and what's called the Halo 6 there, <laughs> to Halo Infinite, was cool knowing also that the developer is the developer that made Halo 4. Like, the, the, the one with the story that actually tried stuff and actually went places and actually, like, had personal stakes instead of just the world, the universe is doomed stakes. And all of that's still there. It's just this, I don't know, like, open world games stories are tend to be paced badly. It takes a really, really specific sort of touch, right, to pace an open world story well. I do not want this game to say I have to unlock everything or unlock a certain percentage to finish the story. If I have to do that, I'm literally throwing the freaking game. I'm uninstalling the game so fast, I won't be touching it ever again. And that's the thing, that's what I'm so worried about. Like, you're, I agree to a certain point where you're saying, I'm happy that 343 is still doing, the, doing the, like, they're the ones who did the good, the best story of Halo. But my worry is that they've brought the old guard back in to make this Halo. And that's my worry about it. So my thing is like, have they now stripped away the story and just made it stupid? And that's my worry about it. I'm like, I'm really worried that they're going to have leaned more back into the old trilogy of Halo 
um, what was the biggest success for them. I can, that's fair. I can understand why they've done it. I mean, it yeah, the original trilogy best. was obviously the... But... And you know what? We're going to stream this game sometime soon because I've, I've decided. But the old guard also made Halo Reach. <laughs> um... Which was which was essentially the opposite of of Halo's one or three, in terms of the st- kind of story it told. Um, which we know. I enjoy the banter of the new AI. That new AI, I think she's so coming across really cool. Yeah. And if and if she has a good dynamic with, I'm hoping. Well, Katana's got to be in this game somewhere. So it's the old dynamic. Spoilers. For Halo Five, I know you don't care, but other people I know are listening, 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 listening. Am I? It's like it, the villain of Halo Infinite probably is Cortana <laughs> because of event the events that transpired in in Halo Five. That's that's the missed opportunity I'm talking about in Halo Five. Um, there's even like a cliffhanger ending and everything. Um, so that's the part that has me optimistic about where they could take the story in Halo Infinite because if you pit if you're pitting the Master Chief against Cortana with all of that baggage and history you I feel like you, I feel like you yeah. have to work hard to make that bad. Like <laughs> never mind like work hard to make it good. I feel like it's easier to screw that up. It's it's easier to do that well than to screw it up personally <laughs> I think it's the other way around for me i think like, it's easier to mess this up than to make it better like with but, that um, as your central conflict and you know there's there'll be brutes there's the the brute guy chieftain guy who's been in the atriox he's been yeah. in like the trailers and stuff obviously yeah, you yeah, need yeah. a physical imposing threat um and again in a game like like halo infinite um but like it seems like that's that's going to be the central conflict and that's a fascinating central conflict like and if oh, they could pivot that from off the back especially of halo 4 I mean, it's good. I just the Both only thing that gives me pause is, like you said, these big, huge, expansive biomes that you explore instead. I don't want that. I want to get a jeep and drive down a highway, and Moody blows me up because he's in a tank, and he thought I was a ghost. <laughs> I did that. Yeah, I have one final f- question on this. Do you think we will? see or there'll be any mention of Locke and his team. So I think there could be because the Arbiter was not a great addition to Halo 2 but when the, he wasn't a playable character he was just one of the one of the characters in Halo 3 I thought he was massively improved. It'd be cool to see those characters again um, as part be, of the story. It'd be so unfair for them to be completely ignored just because it's not wasn't their fault. No, it wasn't their fault. <laughs> no, obviously, Halo Five was not the greatest game. Like it just, <laughs> yeah, you would feel you were playing a side quest for most of the game. Anyway, um, I could go on about how screwed up Halo Five was, like from its marketing all the way to its execution. But we don't Marketing's have the time. All over the place, yeah. The marketing, the marketing for Halo Five was was a lie, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that never happened. Lie. But um, the. Like the char- I think the characters should be in it. Like I just said, I just said when I was talking about the Halo games, I was like, the characters were kind of cool. It's just that the story that they were in wasn't 
and because they were the new out, they were the major new element. I think a lot of people blamed them for the yeah, for the story that, being bad. Where it's actually you like, think they did. <laughs> where it's they actually did. like, no, the character. Yeah, I think I, I was there. They did, but like, I think the characters were pretty cool. Like Nathan Fillion did a great job as 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 Buck, the one of the other Spartans, and then there was the other two Spartans. Who it's been it's been six years. I don't remember their names. I'm sorry, but like they were all cool, like characters, and I think like they could. I think they should play a part in the story. Like it'd be especially annoying if they had reduced like a new group of Spartans for Chief to hang out with and just wrote them out completely. <laughs> what or, about the ones who were with Chief? They, I, I, Did oh, they die or I don't about that? No, I don't think they died. I think they were just well? with him. The thing <laughs> I don't even like it took me reading a novel to figure out where they even fucking <laughs> came from. <laughs> He was the last of the Spartans. And then you start Halo 5 and with no explanation, Chief's just like, oh, I'm with my buddies <laughs> from like from like ages ago. And it's like, but they all died. What's going on? <laughs> and the game never explained it. <laughs> this is not right. This isn't this is how you tell a story. <laughs> this isn't how the force works. What are you doing? Oh, yeah. If you just like, it just the game could might as well have just popped up with a thing that just said, like, pause the, the story and just went, by the way, now you need to go and read Halo, this novel. Or like, watch this movie. Because, like, there was an entire, oh, I completely forgot as well. There was like an entire mini series so you could get Locke's backstory. Like, Halo 5 expected you to do homework, Moody. <laughs> I don't like homework. <laughs> I was like, I watched the first episode of that miniseries. It looked very nice, but it wasn't very good. <laughs> anyway, that was a fun conversation we had there about Halo. I liked it a lot. Thank you. But I'm still, I'm still excited. There's just bits that Maybe go, hmm. But we'll see when it comes out. Unlike certain AAA developers who shall remain aimless for the moment because we've talked about them enough, I actually will give Halo Infinite the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Uncharted creative director Amy Henning is making a Marvel game. Uh, this is from JP is over the verge. She writes, Amy Hennig, former creative director at Naughty Dog, who currently leads Skydance New Media, will be working on a new Marvel video game. Skydance describes the game, which is its first, as, quote, a narrative-driven blockbuster action-adventure game featuring a completely original story and take on the Marvel Universe, end quote, but hasn't said which superheroes will be featured in the game. The studio also hasn't shared a release date or even a release time frame and hasn't said which platforms the game will be available on. Uh, despite how little we actually know about the game, Hennig's involvement in a story-driven Marvel project is an intriguing proposition. Hennig served as a writer and creative director for the first three Uncharted games and Legacy of Kane. Why does no one ever mention that? So hopefully, this new Marvel game will similarly blend action and heart to make for a compelling experience. And then there's some opinions about Guardians of the Galaxy that I'm not going to read. Um, Amy Hennig is writing a Marvel game. I'm turning that around. I've been turning that around in my brain for days, and I'm just like, it's still like, wow. Of all the things I thought Amy Hennig was going to do next, I didn't. I didn't have Marvel game down on, <laughs> like, on my bingo card. I guess this is not what I was thinking. This was not what I was thinking. Um, damn. Like seriously, damn man! Like this is like she. We've been waiting for a game from her for a while. Obviously, she was doing the Star Wars thing with Ian, and they threw that. Then they crapped the pan. 
crap the bed with that and and now she's now over there now they've come to come to a deal with disney to yeah. do a marvel game i love it though it's like wow wow, wow. Like, she just, like, basically went, ah, fuck this, I'm going to go indie, and now she's making a Marvel game. <laughs> wow, it's like, it's not indie, but I'll take it. I love Amy Hennig. She's she's written some fantastic games. So. The first three Uncharted games, I think, are fantastic oh, stories. Absolutely love both of them. All three of them are absolutely amazing for me. But, um, like, yeah, yeah, we've been waiting. We have been waiting for a while, and we're still going to be waiting for a while to see whenever this game does come out but that just like we just it's now just now just anticipation for whenever this whenever it's even revealed we're hopefully probably not for a good few years so i'm gonna ask you oh sorry i thought you were done go on go on on, on. i just want to ask you two questions like because we're podcasters right and content creators and streamers so i think we should do the most irresponsible thing we can do with this piece of news which is rampant and unfounded speculation so i want to ask you two questions number one what do you think (laughs) which character or characters do you think this is going to be about i think it's going to be someone we I don't think it's going to be anything mainstream, a, a mainstream character. I th- remember rampant, wild, and irresponsible speculation. <laughs> Let's start a rumor. She's gonna go. I. She's gonna go with one what she can do on hell of a rich story for, and she's gonna be using poise taking things from the comic books for whatever character she's gonna pick from. There's a lot. And there's a lot who have rich, amazing stories. daredevil oh that'd be good that'd be good i almost want to change my answer now but i'm not going to because i'm i'm leaning into the irresponsible section of what i just said okay so that was my first question my second question what do you want no holds barred what do you want it to be amy hennig is writing a star uh, a marvel game the whole marvel universe apart from obviously like wolverine and spider-man is available like what do you want Amy Hennig to be writing. I think. Oh. Not gonna, she's not going to do anything Spider Man or Spider. Yeah, it won't be anything that's already in development. No, like no, 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 no. Like I'm, I'm just meaning that. What I mean. I don't, I don't, I don't think she'll be allowed to touch anything Spider-Man whatsoever because I think Insomniac will probably be bringing other Spider people, Spider characters eventually to their games. Um, Spider Gwen, when? Sorry, Spider Gwen, when? That's why I was saying I was was going to think Spider Gwen, but I was thinking that. But I if that's what you want, Insomniac. then that's what you want. Who cares if no, it's no, possible no, no. or not? What? No, 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 no. <laughs> Just that be plausible. You know like... what? You know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm. Oh. Punisher, maybe. I think Punisher could be pretty cool. Yeah, Punisher. Yeah. I can already see the gameplay. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking. I, I have this feeling that her game, game's so gonna you... come very. 
very very unchartish i think yeah so like the, so, what from what we saw from um the little glimpses from the star wars game that was coming out that they were doing which she was developing it looked very yeah. uncharted uncharted as well so i would very be surprised if it's not uncharted as well uh so i stick with fire you know right you took that way more seriously than i assumed uh which yeah, is yeah. good which is good um so the one you want, the one you think is Daredevil, and the one you want is Punisher. I honestly haven't got a clue. I was That's the idea. It's wild, irresponsible speculation. You never know. Man, Give me right. Captain Marvel. Give me Captain Marvel and the Rogue story. Captain That'll Marvel. Be epic, That'll be epic. Awesome. How Rogue got her super strength flying powers. That'll be an epic solution. That. That'll be awesome. Like, okay, cool. That's awesome. I love it. I was going to make a joke like, about no, Daredevil season two. But like the get the best part is Moody. If either of those things actually happen, you get a lot of other people. I've done it. Yeah, I've done it loads of times. I've just said the stupidest shit that's coming to my mind. Sometimes it's right, <laughs> and I just Sometimes and I and I I load it over everybody for years. <laughs> Moody, so, I've been right sometimes, and I am the queen so of it. <laughs> I am the queen of just holding it over people's heads. So the thing that I think. It might be, if like if I was like if I was speculating, which I am. I don't know why. Probably because Nolan North has voiced this character in a video game before, but Deadpool just stuck in my head. <laughs> like I think she's got the wit to to tell a Deadpool to do a Deadpool game, and I think there should be a Deadpool game. I think the the meta jokes, like the fourth wall breaking aside, with a Deadpool game just it's just too it's too good and that's what i think i have this feeling she's gonna go very obscure i think she's gonna pick a character that we're not much about something kind of like like kind of like when marvel went we're gonna do a guardians of the galaxy movie and everyone's like wait who the fudge is the guardians of the galaxy <clears throat> and now everyone knows the guardians of the galaxy and i think it's gonna everyone be something like the that the galaxy and the, and the thing i want well well now it's captain marvel but before you said that, Blade. <laughs> That's what I would want her to do. She's done that kind of story before. Like, see, you can. Like, I name checked it before. And, like, I just think you can tell. I just like Blade. That's it. I'm not even going to, like, try and justify it with, well, Blade's, Blade's universe is, is, you know, ripe for video game. No, I just I just really like Blade. I think it's a good movie. And, um, I like the comics. Vampires are cool. Give me a Blade game. If you're by Amy Hennig, cool. Give me, give me Amy, Amy Hennig's take on Blade. I'll take it. <laughs> yes, man. I'm just gonna throw things out now. You could go Black Panther. You could do a Wanda, a, a Wanda Maximoff. You could do Clint Barton, a proper good one, uh, and bring in um, Kate Bishop. Uh, that's a. You could do a, a, a Black Widow one. You could do anything, man. You really could. You could do a good Thor. <laughs> you could do a good lot of things. Yeah, she could do. She, I think, for me, she's going to go very ab abstract or obscure. For me, personally. Like, but I don't know. She's going to pick someone who's... I think she's going to pick a character who's very grounded. Um, I'm going through and I'm just like, oh like my god, none of these are fucking, none of these are fudging grounded, man. <laughs> I mean, it's comics. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
there has been a little, there is a little bit of a power creep. I think of all the things we said, Daredevil is the most likely. That'd be cool, because like you'd have to do like something with the visuals and stuff, because you're playing a character who's blind, so that could be interesting, like just from a design perspective. <sighs> you know what? You know what? I'm just gonna throw it out here for me because, and he's 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 arguably one of the most famous ones out there right now when it comes to his character. But give me a bloody Captain America, Captain America game. I think that would be absolutely amazing, especially because you can just really ground him down and everything, and really just make him the heart of that game altogether, and give him a really good move set or game set, or however you want to play the game, and just like I think it could be really, really cool. And add in some really unique dynamics with certain characters you bring in, and I think it could be really, really cool. Yeah, Captain America. America. <laughs> oh, fudge it! Captain Carter! Give me Captain Carter! <laughs> okay, we're going to stop the wild around with speculation. Do it, Amy, Annie, do it! Give us Captain Push, Britain. <laughs> pushing fours. <laughs> For me, he just goes through the entire Marvel comics roster. Um, did you watch the State of Play last week? No, neither did I. But I've had fun. I've had fun watching people react to it. Like not watching. I don't mean like watching YouTube videos of people watching it. I mean just like reading opinion pieces, reacting to the discourse of the state of play. I don't know why, but for some reason, like I decided not to watch the state of play because I feel like this is funnier. Because apparently, a lot of people. A lot of, a lot of, from what I can gather, right, piece together from, 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 from the opinion pieces that have cropped up on, on news websites, the people, there was a lot of Sony PlayStation fans that didn't like the state of play. Wait, the fan, the Sony ponies were upset? Yeah, the Sony ponies were like, were, thought it was bad. And then I've like seen like YouTube thumbnails <laughs> from like YouTubers who have said like, oh, you know, it sucked. And honestly... I think this is the way I want to start experiencing most of these shows, <laughs> because I'm gonna, I've, I can just read what happened, and then, but then I, but but I also like instead of watching it and forming my own opinion on on whether the show is good or bad or not, I can just live vicariously through, <laughs> through the people who were disappointed and the people who were angry, and then the people who are responding to those people. <laughs> And I can just sit back and go, hey, this is entertaining. This this is entertainment. <laughs> I feel like I watch the state of play, I'll just be disappointed. Not for the reasons of the games that are shown and what and whatever, just because like it can't match this. <laughs> so no, I didn't watch it. Um I've read I read the news breakouts, I watched a couple of the trailers, but I'm just kinda done with like <sighs> the, even the way they announced it just felt half hearted. <laughs> You know what I mean? Oh, we're going to do a state of play next week. It's going to be a third party one. Yeah. And, and it was like, there was just this, it felt like there was just this collective shrug, like, like across Twitter, of just like, it's all right then. <laughs> I think everyone's just like, guys, it's like the end of the year now. You've got video, you've got the game awards coming up. Just wait until then, you idiots, type of thing. And then just like, eh. Yeah. Um, like this cool stuff. This cool stuff. Like just reading the list. It it's cool stuff, but it just feels like, dude, we need uh, another direct <laughs> for this stuff. Like I'm starting to think Microsoft's approach of have one show in the summer. 
was the correct move. Because <laughs> like possibly PlayStation have had a few state of players this this year, and like I think we've we've watched them and talked about all of them up until this point in twenty twenty one. And I think I've come out of most of them going, oh, I was a bit shit. <laughs> like I don't know why I bothered turning up for this. You know what I mean? Yeah, when they like did their real quote the showcase that was one, good the showcase yeah. one but that was only that was good by the time like it got to the good parts what everyone was really wanting yeah, when it yeah, came yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. we already seen it and everything so everyone was like oh, okay 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 um like but like until they got to their direct their their exclusives that they talk they want that they were going to talk about no one really cared but, really but even playstation themselves kind of admitted that because they didn't call it a state of play. They called it something else. Like, <laughs> they knew it was next level. So they called it a showcase instead of a state of play. And that's kind of damning for state of plays in general, right? Like, Nintendo, yeah. when Nintendo do an E3 show, they don't call their direct something else. They just call it an E3 direct. Like, all of their directs, whether they're the little indie directs or the, the big main, sh- main shows that they do, like, two, one or two times a year, usually like are all the same they're all called the same but like playstation just went no we're gonna call this one a showcase because this one's actually gonna be good like that like after coming out of 2021 i feel like that's where that's at (laughs) yeah it's the still same thing it's the same thing that we've been saying all year this is still an industry that's still recovering from the pandemic because of all the delays they've had to do it was obviously meant, meant to be poised many more games that were meant to come out this year and obviously they haven't been able to. And they've all been obviously pushed to the death year of 2022. <laughs> yeah. The death march, as I like to call it. Um, yeah, like this, like Let It Die. There's a sequel to Let It Die called Deathverse. That was cool. I like Let It Die. It was fun. Like, We Are OFK is coming out in 2022. I remember that reveal trailer. It was interesting. It's great that they're fi- the PlayStation's finally getting Death Star. It's arguably Death Star, one of the yeah. best games this year. And... And I'm excited for uh, little little, little devils at devil inside. Like that, it's I give them credit that they've put that they've put their their final thing as a big indie thing, and that's really really good. Especially with all the crap that we've spoken about them, that they make it hard for indie developers even to become to go under their consoles and everything, which they still do and everything. But to see that they've put they've put stock in this one. To had to be basically their headliner, their final thing. It's a really, it's a really good thing to see, and like, uh, I enjoyed what I saw. And I think when it comes uh, when I've because I've seen the trailer of that, but yeah, I'm like, it's great to see all these things. But at the same time, it's like this seems like I think they were just like needless. we haven't done enough this year. We haven't done enough this year. You don't have to worry about your first no. year after your first console comes out. Yeah, that's a freebie. You've literally got a freebie Xbox this year. Xbox got it's the memo. Next year. <laughs> they didn't release anything. <laughs> uh, it just really makes me worried that Ryan, Jim Ryan, he's very, it seems like he's very reactionary. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, oh, Microsoft had a good show. Well, we better put something together. And then you put something together and it's like, I wasn't great. <laughs> and then you do the showcase and it's like, that was better. And then they do another state of play. Oof. Like, I feel like that. And again, I'm just reacting to the to the things I'm seeing. The thing that blows my mind is they just announced a new Star Ocean game. Just 
randomly in a state of play. It wasn't the headliner, it wasn't at the end, it wasn't at the beginning. Like, I remember Square Enix announcing the last Star Ocean game, and it took, like, a month. <laughs> there was, like, a teaser website. It was, it was, uh, it was revealing letters, like, every now and again. And I remember we were sat on the podcast, and we were like, so what is it? It's Star Ocean, isn't it? Yeah, it's probably Star Ocean. And the rest of the month was just like, oh, what's the website say? Well, there's a T... And an A now. <laughs> it's definitely starting like it just... It, it was bad. What I'm saying is it was bad. But, like, they gave it some importance. Whereas this just feels like, oh, it's Star Ocean. Yeah, all right. Stick it in the, in the state of play. Give it Sony. <laughs> what? Excuse me? <laughs> I forgot it was on. Like, I'm not going to lie. The reason I didn't watch it is because I was streaming. I forgot it was happening. <laughs> We'd finished we playing Faz. We were finished yeah. playing Phasmophobia, and I got off, and I was like, I saw, like, oh, the state of play, and I was like, eh, I can't be off. <laughs> but why bother? I could, uh, I don't know. It's a complicated thing, because it's like, cool, these people got to show their games off and stuff, but, like, I just looked at that lineup afterwards, and I was just like, there's cool stuff there, but did this need to be a 40-minute show? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true. Uh, okay, two more new stories left. I do want to talk about both of them. So, Nintendo Switch Online's N64 emulator is off to a rough start. This is from Bryant Francis over at Game Developer. He writes, Nintendo Switch Online Plus expansion pack went live last week, giving players a chance to increase their annual subscription spend in exchange for access to emulators for the N64 and Sega Genesis, as well as some Animal Crossing DLC. As the sun came up, however, it was clear that Nintendo's reintroduction of its celebrated late-90s console has some technical issues. These range from recreating 64-bit graphics to trying to adapt the console's wonky controller to work with modern selves. One Twitter user compared the Switch N64's emulator's version of Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time to the N64 and Wii U Virtual Console editions. The changes to draw distance and water textures don't look great. While graphical fidelity might slip by the wayside of casual N64 players, other users are reporting technical issues like input lag and frame drops. Then, there's the issue of the controls. The N64 controller is a bit of an oddity, with a joystick at the center, a D-pad on the left, and the C buttons that sat above the A and B buttons. Confusingly, only two of the C buttons are mapped to the Joy-Con buttons, and one of them is the down button, which is mapped to X, the uppermost button on the Joy-Con. <laughs> It's funny. The issue is alleviated if you purchase a Nintendo 64 controller for the Nintendo Switch, but those are out of stock. Nintendo stumbles with its N64 emulator launch present... Present, oh, sorry. Nintendo stumbles with its N64 emulator launch present two issues. First, the company is charging an additional $30 a year to access these services, and it'll be hard to justify that purchase if the games you're getting access to don't run well. Second, it's another misstep in Nintendo's rough relationship with emulation and reliable access to all the titles. It's gone through a lot of effort to shut down third-party emulation emulators while refusing to provide an easy way to purchase and play classic games on modern devices. So, like, if I made a sport of, like, reading reactions to reactions to the state of play, like, on websites, like, I could not escape opinion pieces about Nintendo Switch Online Plus expansion pack over the last, over the last few days. Um, like, everyone, everyone's got a take uh, on this, as it turns out. Um, so I thought I'd find a news story and put it in and we could talk about how 
Switch N64 emulation is a big pile of crap, apparently. <laughs> uh, uh, this. Are we surprised? I see the <laughs> screenshots. Ocarina of Time looks better on the N64. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. It's like in Silent Hill, right? Silent Hill 2. And then they did the Silent Hill HD collection for the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3. And they took the fog out because the fog existed on the original game because of the technical limitations of, of the console. So it was there to hide the distance. So yeah. the developers on the 360 who didn't have that limitation took the, the, the fog out because they didn't have to worry about draw distance. The problem is the original developers didn't put anything behind the fog because why would they? <laughs> so you just saw these unfinished textures everywhere. And it's a similar thing where they've like, they've gone, well, we don't need to like fog out the middle distance because why? Because we're on a switch and it's much more powerful, but then they've just gone, they've basically just lifted the curtain and it's like, Oh, it's, it's all on fire. Like <laughs> there's nothing here. Shit. What do we do? Well, we'll just put it in anyway. <laughs> and that's just one part of the shit show. <laughs> <laughs> Um, honestly, come on! Like, if anyone thought this was not going to be a rough start for it, I think you're personally blind. Firstly, I'm not, uh, and I think because like Nintendo do not have a good reputation when it comes to their online services in general, so this was always going to happen. So, like, I didn't know this was happening whatsoever. Like, until you put it in there, we oh talked about it. everyone has it. Um, <laughs> I read a nice piece on Eurogamer actually. Like I'm not I'm not trying to dismiss all of the opinion pieces. I read some good ones. It's, it's just, there was a lot. <laughs> yeah, I bet there is a lot. And um like yeah, Nintendo will get to it when they want to get to it. Like if they want to get to it. Yeah, it sucks and it's annoying. Like I have two responses to that sort of cuz you're not wrong. This is always going to be a trash fire. Um but there's 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 negative sentiment which I don't think Nintendo, like there's a there's a there's a, a current of negative sentiment, should I say, from places where I don't think Nintendo's used to getting it. Like when Nintendo screws something up, you generally don't hear about it too much. Because then how do I say this nicely? <laughs> because Nintendo fans don't tend to criticize Nintendo all that much. Um even if they do stuff that's bad, um, or wrong or broken, but there's like this more of a current of like negativity surrounding this. And I think there's two main reasons for that. And the first one is they're now charging roughly almost the same price as Xbox and PlayStation for their online subscription. If you get this expansion pass. Yes. Um, which puts it in the realm of being compared to Xbox live and PlayStation plus. Which Switch Online doesn't come off well in that comparison. There's a reason why it didn't get compared all that much because it was much cheaper. So like you'd have people like me and we talk about the lack of voice chat or like friend codes being shit or the fact that Monster Hunter Rise is sometimes playable and sometimes unplayable and we just stop playing it. But like it's now in the realm of being compared to those services and those services are far superior and it's not like Nintendo hasn't had a lot of time to do something about it and just they've just chosen not to um that would be my first my first the second one would be that like this isn't like i get what you're saying about like 
it was always going to have a rocky start, but like they've been emulating games for for years because they've been doing the NES and the SNES stuff. Like, and I know N sixty four is a different console, but like if it's not ready for the show, don't release it. <laughs> I agree, Dem. If it's not ready, don't release it. But they was always going to. The famous quote: yeah. "A bad, a, a rushed game, like a a delayed game, will eventually be good, and a bad, but a rushed game will be bad forever." Was it? It came from a Nintendo. That was a Nintendo quote. That was a war. So like, what the but fuck they happened emulate, there? They emulate things that are games. So that's the thing about these are games that are already loved. So they don't. That's the thing about it. For me, I don't take much stock into any of this. Like people who are disappointed, I'm, I'm not surprised at all. And and I think what you're saying is completely valid. And I think I can't, I do not disagree with it whatsoever. But it's just, if for me, it's like this was going to happen. See. I know you don't care because you're not a Nintendo fan. It's not that I'm not a Nintendo fan. Fan. You know what I mean? Like, overly a Nintendo fan. Fan boy, shall we say. But I don't want to use that term because there's a negative. You know what I mean? I'm just talking myself in circles. But, like, I'm going to say something pretty harsh to those people right now. Um, This is as much your fault as it is their fault. Because they have been operating a substandard, subpar service for years, and you've been letting them get away with it. Of course they thought they could get away with this. Because you've let them, (laughs) for years, you've let them have the worst online experience I've ever had in my entire life. (laughs) Because you've gone, well, it's Nintendo. So we'll just defend, and we'll just defend it, and we'll just say it's fine, and it's not, even though it's not fine. So, like, if you're mad now, good. Be, be mad, but keep it up. Because if you keep... It's like the Breaking Bad quote. We can't keep letting them get away with this. You're right. But the problem is you have been letting them get away with this. So they think they can get away with it. Yeah. And that's my take on that. And I'm sorry if that's a bit too harsh for you. If you are one of these Nintendo people and you're listening to this. I am one. And I am a big Nintendo fan. But there's a whole shelf dedicated to Nintendo. And soon it'll have a light in it. And you'll be able to see it. There's Pokemon behind me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the, the, but you have to stop. There's Isabel. Look, see, Nintendo fan. But you have to stop letting them get away with giving you shit. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, you just do. That's how things get better. Why do you think Xbox is doing so many cool things right now? Do you think it's because everybody just gave them a pass when they were doing stupid shit? Like, the TV stuff? No, everyone gave them shit for it and they changed. <laughs> And they hired the guy who they felt sorry for the most. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how this whole thing works, Nintendo fans. I'm sorry, but you need to hear this. <laughs> the one lesson, though. I don't know. And then they'll, they'll, yeah. And then they'll bitch and complain again, and then we'll be having the same thing again, and I'll just be seeing the same thing yeah. soon. I will point out the thing, and you will say, "Well, yeah," but I wasn't surprised, and then I'll go, "No, neither was I," because they've just because they just let them get away with it again. Yep. 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 I hate it. I want Nintendo to work properly. <laughs> I want I want the console to have a fucking voice chat option. Jesus Christ! It's twenty twenty one. I was doing that shit on my original Xbox. <laughs> Ah, uh, Moody, 
Let's end on a nice note. Well, let's end the news section on a nice note. Trans dev who left Guardians of the Galaxy team praises Eidos for crediting her and doing so correctly. This is from Ed Nightingale over at Eurogamer. He writes, a trans developer who worked on... Go- on Guardians of the Galaxy, but left developer Eidos before the game's release has praised the studio for crediting her despite her departure and for doing so with her new name. Chloe Villieu worked on the game for three and a half years and was promoted to technical level design director before leaving Eidos a year before the game was released. It follows recent news that some developers on Metroid Dread were not credited in the game after leaving despite their work appearing in the game. Villieu's expectation by industry standards was that her name should should have been included in additional thanks rather than with their specific role, a role that she took over from two predecessors. Quote, It makes me feel like there was a conscious decision to keep my name in that role, and I do not know how I have to thank for this. I expected little and was given a lot more recognition. It certainly made me happy to see that. End quote. Villier legally changed her name just 10 days before leaving her role, meaning most of her colleagues knew by a different name. Quote, the vast majority of the time I was there, I was dead name and not even out to myself. Seeing my name there in this screenshot was an unexpected surprise, end quote. What's more, she feels relatively unknown in the industry since transitioning because of the name change. Quote, I never really expected this tweet to be shared across the globe. Thousands of people, most of them devs, liking or retweeting it from studios all over. This is crazy. I have only good things to say about this industry. Uh, she's talking about a transition there, sorry. During my years at IDOS is when I came out of myself and then to the whole studio after agreeing on a plan with HR. I've been supported by everyone from the start and I began my transition there and then, pretty much bringing everyone with me on this journey rather than waiting a year or two before changing my presentation. It couldn't have been easy for everyone, and I know I had many allies who took my defense when I was off camera. One of the benefits of forming meaningful relationships with your co-workers, end quote. The Leo now works as Senior Technical Director at Relic. Very nice. Very nice. It's really great to hear you all. Definitely like that. Um, congratulations. Well done, Idol. Doing good, especially like with the crap with what's happened with Metroid. Yeah, I'm gonna say, that's how you do it, Mercury Stream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Said it wasn't so difficult. It. Turns out it's not difficult. That's awesome to hear. And I like the fact that a lot of people in the industry uh, supported uh, Chloe during her transition because that's the tough part. <laughs> that's the really tough part. Speaking from experience. <laughs> Might know a thing or two about that bit. Want to talk about Behind the Frame? Yeah, we can have a quick talk about Behind the Frame. It was like 90 minutes good. long, so it shouldn't take long. <laughs> shouldn't take long whatsoever. We keep shouldn't saying that, then. We keep, we keep going over, so, you know, what you knows. <laughs> yeah, that's true, that's true, that's true. Behind the Frame. You said you were going to time it at 10 minutes last week, and we went on for 20. <laughs> I can, if you want me to. No, it's fine. It, that shouldn't take long. Okay, okay. <clears throat> Behind the Frame is available on PC. It's developed by Silverline Studio, uh, published by Aka Para Games and Akatsuki Taiwan Industry. Genre is adventure. The description behind the frame is a vivid interaction fiction about an inspiring artist on the cusp of finishing the final piece of her gallery submission. And that's all I'm going to say about it. Amy! Your general thoughts 
of behind the fam, the fram, the finest scenery. It the says finest on this scenery. Yeah, it has a subtitle. I was as shocked as anyone. Um, yeah, it was alright. <laughs> That's it. Those are my general thoughts. It was alright. It was um, it was a fun way to spend less than an hour and a half. Um, with uh, with people in Twitter, obviously I streamed this with uh, people in Twitter in chat and you. Uh, but I think you you jumped in afterwards. But yeah, it was a fine game. Um, not a lot to it. Um, what was it? it was it, they called it an interactive game, just an interactive story game. A, a vivid interactive fiction. Yeah, vivid interactive fiction. That's probably about right. Like, there's a few puzzles in the game. Uh, you like figure some stuff out, but they they weren't terribly taxing. And then beyond that, you were just kind of like clicking around, seeing some stuff. You get some some like voiceover. Um, eat eat egg on toast, make some coffee, do some paintings, which was quite funny because like you kind of paint like basic shapes. So like there's a point where you have to paint an umbrella, and you just kind of make the basic umbrella shape. <laughs> and if you get close enough, according to the game, it goes ah, and then it makes it the the actual thing. It just like goes woo, so you can be a shit painter but also be an awesome painter at the same time. What's the story like? I mean, the character. I have no idea. I don't. I didn't understand it. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> like, well, that doesn't help me. <laughs> it, it, I, I, it doesn't help me either. Like, I'm a game reviewer. Um, yeah, like I played it for eighty minutes, and like it's it's about a woman who's doing her last painting piece to submit to the place the art gallery and then like some like a bunch of stuff happens and i don't know whether it was a metaphor for something else or whether like she was remembering stuff or whether she might have had dementia like the character like basically a bunch of events happen and it seems metaphorical and it probably is metaphorical but then i don't know what the i don't know what i don't know i don't know what the story was <laughs> that's it i don't know i i was entertained <laughs> there was a cat at one point i like the cat <laughs> I, I got to sketch the cat but i didn't doubt there's a cat <laughs> but i was like yeah it's like and i don't but it, it's weird like because it got to the ending and I, I was talking to ryan specifically like there was a few people in 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 chat but i was talking to ryan specifically and we were like sort of like speculating on what the game what was happening and what the game was about and then it got to the end and then the ending happened and we were expecting it to be a super sad game <laughs> like at certain yeah, points we were like uh-oh if <laughs> i started playing a sad game but then it just kind of ended and it wasn't sad i don't think but it might not that might only have been because we didn't get it so maybe i'm dumb but it was but i didn't necessarily wholly hamper my enjoyment of the game like not understanding what the story was about like i still had fun playing it that's good um to what i saw there's not much of gameplay but can you describe what you played um yeah so there's like a few like puzzles um there's like a like the puzzles are kind of cool <laughs> um the there was the one with the um 
like the arrows and you had to follow the the colors on a, on a pinwheel you had to figure out like a combination lock um you know like like you, you you had to find paintings on your walls and stuff so there's a little bit like of hidden object stuff but like by and large it was pretty gameplay free if that you know what i mean like you're just kind of like yeah. clicking on things to make the story go forward and there's the painting mechanic that i already mentioned um you can't mess up like if you are that bad at drawing an umbrella shape she'll just like literally the character will just go no that doesn't seem right and the paint will disappear so you're fine <laughs> speaking from experience you could be fucking terrible at drawing and the game will just go no try again it's fine <laughs> Like sketching is literally you just you just do the thing like you know how you do pencils things where you like yeah. yeah it's like that you just get your mouse and you just go and a cat appears <laughs> and it's like cool like wish I could do wish that's how it worked in real life um but yeah like it's not there's nothing that'll majorly trip I think I got stuck on like one puzzle for a few minutes but there's nothing that'll like majorly trip you up or anything like that. That's it. There's not really anyone you can click on a thing. And then she goes, ooh, la, la, because it's in <laughs> France. <laughs> ooh, la, la. <laughs> she says some stuff, and you get a little bit more of the story, and you try and figure pieces together, but that's mostly it. Yeah, it's interactive fiction, as opposed to necessarily like a big, big time game. I don't know if you can really answer these ones, but... Uh, <laughs> World. <laughs> You're in an apartment. The world yeah. doesn't make sense. Like, stuff happens, and it's like, well, that can't have literally happened. So, <laughs> that's where the whole, maybe it's metaphorical thing comes from. But, um, I mean, I can talk about the art style, which was breathtaking. Like, the animations that you play on the screen... Like it was Ghibli esque. I, I would like compare it to to Miyazaki films. Like it looked unbelievably good. Like that was the one thing I think we all talked about in on the stream was just like every now and again, I or someone else in chat would go, "Man, this game looks amazing," and then everybody would just be like, "Yeah, it just look amazing." And then we play. I'd play it for a bit more, like fifteen twenty minutes, and then someone else would go oh, this game looks so good, and everybody would do it again and just be like, yeah, it does, it looks amazing. Like, I can't speak enough of how how amazing the art is in this game. Like, the yeah, artists yeah. are like 10 out of 10 did an amazing job. To what I saw, yeah, from the stream, yeah, the art, the art style was incredible. There's no doubt about it. It was very beautiful. One of the best visually stunning games this year. There's no doubt about it. Uh, highly praise it for that. Uh, sound design. Um... So there wasn't too much. The voice there was a little bit of voice acting, I think. Um, although now I'm starting to like question my own memory of that. But there was some music in the game, um, which was cool. You you were chilling to it while I was playing the game, um, and I think that was very much the mood the game was trying to set. Like it was trying to be chill. It was trying to be like low key, um, just like nice, like just a nice game. You could sort of just like it's like this length of a movie right it's just like it's just trying to be like that kind of diversionary experience like here's a nice story it's not too overly long and the music really accompanied that quite well like you you pick up a cassette you put it in the tape and be like what are we listening to today click and then it would just be like this cool song and i mean the the pencil sound sounded really good paint sounded realistic 
I'm guessing I kind of, you kind of hinted on it, I think, but uh, what didn't work? Um, like nothing too particularly. Like I, like I said, I didn't get it, and I didn't really understand the story. Like maybe because I'm stupid, but at the same time, it didn't didn't it it didn't like make me go, oh, this game sucks because I don't understand the story. It just kind of made me go like, oh, I wish I understood the story. Um, but I didn't. <laughs> Did that not work yeah. for me? Not really. <laughs> Very yeah, strange. I guess I just enjoyed looking at it like the pretty art and doing the puzzles and I enjoyed the experience of playing it. But like, if I have to think back on what the story was, I was uh, who knows? Someone knows. Who knows? Final thoughts, anyway. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty interesting game. Like, like I said, it's very short. Like I like playing very short games um, sometimes, and this was a very short one. Um, the art style alone made it worth it for me. Like, if I'm being honest, like just like experiencing that for like <laughs> the hour and 10, 20 minutes that I played it, like was cool. Um, and the experience that I personally had playing it on stream with with uh, with part of my community was also really really nice. That's very specific. That's a very specific like recommendation, like to streamers only. <laughs> well, the game's what ninety minutes, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So it's a nice chill. Like, what what I saw and what it came across game comes game comes across as a very nice and chill stream, a very nice chill game, just to chill back and enjoy yourself. And like we've had one of those this year, which is one of our favorite games in Lake. So yeah. I think um, it, there's definitely a genre for those type of games and. And when they work, they work really, really well. Yeah. So shout, shout out to Lake and also shout out to this game as well. Yeah, it's a pretty decent, pretty decent game. Decent time. Yeah. yeah. Fun time with it for an hour and a half-ish. Fantastic. Well, it's time, Amy, for games out this week. Um, I'm all mostly, 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 mostly almost better. But I can now speak about this time this week and everything. So let's get into it. I'm going to go for my pee break. <laughs> Con- just keep my desk. <laughs> Don't do that. Conway disappearance at the D- Delilah View. Uh, PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. When an eight-year-old Charlotte May is reported missing, uh, retired detective Robert Con- Conway launches his own investigation into her d- disappearance. Lead the investigation and uncover dark secret- secrets in a story-driven. Uh, thriller from the creators of the occupation and either 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 one touchy or touchy pc playstation xbox is a charming hand-drawn action game with roguelike elements team up with your friend team up with your friends and play solo choose from five unique characters and restore peace in the amazon rainforest Demon Turf, PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and the Switch. A 3D platformer with attitude. Join Bees uh, in her ambitious goal of taking over the Demon's Turf and becoming the Demon Queen herself. Uh, Jump, spin, and punch your way across the turfs with unique mechanics like uh, momentum-driven combat, uh, momentum-driven combat, and self-placed checkpoints. Time to face the Demon King. Unpacking PC Switch. Uh, Unpacking is a Zen puzzle game about the familiar experience of pulling possessions out of the boxes and fitting them into a new home. 
part part block fitting puzzle, part home decoration, you are invited to create a satisfying living space while learning clues about the life you're unpacking. Time Loader PC is a story-driven puzzle platformer with tiny robots, alternate reality and nostalgia music and primitive tech uh, from the 90s. Bloodstore PC, PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, iOS and Android is an interactive action movie about a televised battle royale between the high-profile streamers, entertainers and death row inmates. You control the fate of Nick, a a washed-up actor who fights for a life-changing cash prize. To the Rescue PC is a charming dog shelter simulator take care of unique dogs and find their right homes for as many of them as you can. Upgrade your shelter, control disease outbreaks, learn each dog's preferences and make tough decisions, all while helping support real-world animal shelters. 20% of the profits will be donated to charities. Uh, Take out the tough decisions, because we don't want tough decisions in this game. (laughs) Where cards fall, Letting the doggos go is surely a tough decision, though. I hope it's letting them go. No, oh, oh God. Uh, oh, God. No, why? Why? No, why did you That's tell me that? Said. That's why I said it. I wasn't hitting, hitting it the more badder things, but whatever. Oh. Where cards fall, PC, Switch. Uh, spread decks for, of cards to solve challenging uh, puzzles and progress through dreamlike scenario- landscapes in this award winning title. Uh, traverse beautiful crafted in. in in mystery, in metric puzzles that give away to a worldless coming of age story that invites you to reflect on the formative moments of your own life. I don't need to look back on my own life. <laughs> and number and the final one, <laughs> you did, you do, you did indeed. Um, but I don't need to. Uh, but uh, where was I? The best ge- the game that's going to no. be game of the year no. of twenty twenty one. Don't get to do that if you like. Yeah, I see what you're doing. You're like trying to spread doubt about my my game to the rescue, so you can do then be like, "Oh, the definitive game of 2021. Let's build the zoo." Well, I, didn't know to the rescue. I didn't I'm know not. to the rescue was your game. I'm not. Yeah, you did because we had this discussion and we had this discussion on on a yeah, stream. I, mean, I can guarantee you right now, I forgot on a stream. On what a stream. I forgot on a stream. I don't care. You do. You just you trying. I see what you're doing. Don't don't think I'm not letting that go past. The definitive game of 2021. Let's build a zoo. PC. It's time to build a zoo. Construct and decorate enclose enclosures. Buy and breed animals. Hire zookeepers and vets. Then try your hand at DNA splicing and sticking together over 300,000 different types of animals. This can only go smoothly yes it can indeed you know, Amy, I, have, I have already reported that i've played this game obviously on the beta which i had a lot of fun i cannot wait for this game Come on. you know you know when life is strange gets game of the year for you yes and then and then i'm gonna be like what up and let's build as you be the definitive game of 2021 so i look forward to that january because i'm i'm gonna be i'm gonna be annoying about it Okay. <laughs> and I'll just be like, <clears throat> Life is Strange is the definitive game of 2021. <laughs> like, <laughs> the more definitive. 
the super deluxe two definitive games the best games of 2021 uh life is strange true colors and, and let's build zoo there i'll just do that way <laughs> there's a lot of games Wait, i, I want to have two games that, uh, i kind of have two games as my number one you brought a game back what was what didn't even release last year's junior top 20 i never so said you couldn't have i never said you couldn't have two two games as your number one i i have three from last year and <laughs> i know <laughs> and you keep on rolling floating around off your time yeah of course i do because they're all my favorite but you you were clear the definitive game i'm just helping you out here one of the definitive games of 2021 see i'm helpful there's a lot of games on here that I, that sound cool uh, that i'm not gonna have time to play though <laughs> Yeah, the, it's getting too many. There's too many games now. There's too many uh, games. This is just too too much. There were already too many games, but there's like too many games on the backlog that we have to play. And it's just like oh, they just pile it up now. Yeah, like so many of these games sound good, but there are only so many hours in the day. Yeah, and we've got games that are still coming out this year that we are that we've already said. Yep, we're going to be playing those. Yep, we're going to play yep, those. Want to play that? Yep, want to play that? Oh shit! Yeah. It's twenty twenty four, and I'm still haven't finished my twenty twenty one backlog. <laughs> thankfully, we do have a little extra cushion for when it comes to uh, re- our revealing our games of the year in twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I uh, I given us an extra month. <laughs> yeah, it's like the twenty third. You said, didn't it? That's yeah, it's like well, we could do it mid December, like everybody else. Like, so like there's some like, so I got told that repeatedly. Like, if you don't do it mid December, I'm, I'm like by people. I'm just gonna say that if you don't do it in mid December, you might as well not do it. And I was like, well, f- no, I'm not doing that because like, <laughs> no, <laughs> that seems stupid. But that is when the conversation happens. Like. But like it's like whatever. So I did. The, I started doing it like the first bit of January, and then I was like looking at the calendar, and I was like, Pokemon doesn't come out until the end of January. Let's just wait until, <laughs> and we'll do it later on in January. We'll do it the proper way, where we have a chance to actually like play some of the fucking games that came out. Because there's always games that we miss in a year where we go, damn, I wish I played that. That was a top five or a top ten, and you're like, but it wasn't in your top ten. And I was like, because I didn't fucking play it. In that year, did I? <laughs> Towerfall Ascension, one of my favorite games of 2014, wasn't in my list because I didn't play it until the following year. <laughs> Just to ask, when do we stop for Christmas? Is that our last episode the 19th? Um, yeah, it probably. It's strong? it's weird because of Christmas being on a weekend. Um, yeah. True. It'll be the week, it'll be the I, final I, weekend before Christmas. I don't have access to a calendar, but yeah. The week leading into Christmas, because then it covers New Year's the next week. I mean, we're gonna need to talk. We stopped doing. We stopped doing the podcast. That's it. (laughs) I'm glad you brought. I'm glad you brought this up now instead of after the podcast. Yeah, where we're more sensible (laughs) to bring it up. (laughs) No, no, but time for open credit. Thank you. Like, let's end the podcast. It's open time for Open Critic Head to Head. This is the game myself and Moody play every single week where we try to guess the upcoming average of one game on Open Critic. Whoever gets this closest to the the average gets one point. What? I'm I'm talking to myself. Continue. Sorry. (laughs) 
Sorry. Uh, whoever gets as close as the average gets one point. If you manage to guess the score correctly, you get two points. Last week, we tried to guess the open critic average of Mario Party Superstars. I guessed it would get a 73. Maybe they guessed it would get a 70. At the time of recording, Mario Party Superstars has an open critic average of 80. Which gives Amy the point. That puts the current scores what? You're looking really confused. Yeah, I am a little bit, yeah. Why? What have I done now? The game that we're going to be picking to it's now, it, it, the The review embargo, oh, there's a have... big button on Open Critic that says the review embargo details that drop on November 4th. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. <laughs> so, uh, that gives Amy the... I'm that gives Amy the point, which puts the scores at Amy 21, Moody 19, with two draws and some other people got some points. This week, we're guessing the open critic average of Forza Horizon 5. The review's dropping this week, even though the game doesn't. Moody, what do you think Forza Horizon 5 is going to get on open critic? One moment. One moment. I, I don't think that's a review score you can get on Open Craig, but I mean, I can put it down if you want. <laughs> One. Amy, I said... <laughs> I, <laughs> I said... this. I think this is going to be the only game that's going to get into the 90s. Uh, you said that multiple times, yes. Yeah. That's why I'm picking 69. <laughs> no, 92. All right, cool. I'm going to let you guess what I'm thinking. It's really yeah, easy. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's not an eight. Like yeah, you put 66 and that equals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't care that that means that there could be a draw. I'm not changing it. Yeah, yeah. I'm sick of fucking going high on these games that I think are going to be brilliant and then they get an 88 and I'll lose out. It's a fucking 88. <laughs> Nail it to the fucking wall. <laughs> 2021. Yeah. Is the year of 88. <laughs> the last Forza game to get an 88 and open critic was Forza Horizon 2. So there, yeah. Forza Horizon 3 got a 91 and Forza Horizon 4 got a 92. You're not talking me out of this. <laughs> I'm not trying to talk you out of it. It's an 88. I'm not trying to talk you out of it whatsoever, Amy. I've seen the future. <laughs> Good. It's going to be an 88. Everything's an 88. Cool. I'm an 88. <laughs> <laughs> you're an idiot you're an idiot this whole damn courtroom's an idiot um, I guess that's it I mean I'm really looking forward to Forza Horizon 5 if I get around I'll get around to it eventually but yeah I won't be touching it until uh, until I get my new console so ah okay I'll be touching it uh, hopefully before then um, maybe yeah, I'll get, I'll play it the week after i don't know we'll see what streaming looks like i'm just starting a 20 to 40 hour game (laughs) 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 depending on how much side content i engage in so we'll see how that goes um let's get out of here moody have you got some cool things to say at the end of the Uh, podcast as always amy as always which I don't have to find at all, but I will just to make on the safe side. It is a brand new week ahead, ladies and gentlemen and everyone. So I hope you wake up feeling exceptional. You are important. You are needed. You are unique. 
Have a great week. Remember, you are awesome. Nice. Say bye, I Moody. Bye, Moody. You do more than your best. You do amazing. Remember that you are awesome. I took what you said and I sent it back. Oh. Uno reverse, baby. Uno reverse.